The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. He's the one and only Grant Fedor from Leading Edge Physiotherapy joins us in studio. Hey, Grant. Hey, I got kicked out of grade three um and grade four and grade five and you know i got kicked out get, of class a lot did growing you up. yeah so anybody who's got kids out there who are getting kicked out of class there's hope i mean they, what did you get they could end up like me i don't what know did if you that's get hope. kicked out of class oh for? my goodness you know school was different back then mm. you know talking in class or helping a kid beside you yeah was never okay it was you know just shut mm-hmm. up and and as all of you listeners know it's almost impossible for me to shut up <laughs> So, so you know, grade three was the beginning of it's no longer cute that Grant talks and, yes. uh, you know, get out of class. And uh, funny story, first time I got kicked out of class, what do you do? I mean, they were different times. I stood in the hallway. I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I went home. Well, why wouldn't you? Right. Why wouldn't you? Could you imagine the panic today if that no, happened? No, oh, no, no. my goodness. I'm not so going times to go have changed. to the principal's <laughs> office to get in trouble. Uh, Grant Fedoric, Fit After 40, we wanted to talk about back pain today. And back pain comes in many shapes and sizes and, and, and forms. And, and I suspect that this is one of the things that you see a lot of. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, you can't say back pain without everybody listening going, oh, yeah. I probably have some. And so what's normal? And, and to some extent, some back pain is normal. It, it goes we on. We sit a lot, though, uh, too. Yeah, it's sitting, it's working, it's using the... I mean, they're very... It's a part of our body that can that is prone to injury, but it's also prone to everyday stresses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's normal? Normal is having a sore back that lasts a few days and with activity and just your normal where, you know, your normal going about the things that you do tends to get better, even with more activity, actually. So that's the kind of the saying you hear out there. Don't take back back pain laying down it's if it's just non-specific mechanical low back pain you did something you probably overdid it in the garden or something like that so so that's kind of lots that's that's an important thing for people to distinguish the difference between normal my back is just sore and what's not normal. So that could be like achy, a little crampy, maybe a little tight. Yeah, that yeah even sort of muscle thing. even even short bouts of muscle spasm, yeah. but that typically get better okay. uh, on their own. And when we say on their own, you've heard me say it before. If things are lasting more than a couple weeks, uh, it's worth getting in and getting it dealt with. And that that stands for this problem. Consistent lower back pain that's you know not getting better over the f- course of the first couple weeks. That's not normal. Uh, certainly we want to make sure that patients are getting in and getting those dealt with early on for that kind of a problem but severity severity plays a big role too how severe is it uh when you've got muscle spasm in the lower back it can it can stop you in your tracks absolutely and and you know that's not normal and that's the sort of thing that we certainly can help people with and get them on the path and and we can talk about what's causing that you talk though about red flags when it comes to back pain i mean people end up in the in the er because of back pain back pain when what are those red flags yeah and this one's an important and i thought we should talk about it today because it's something that people should be aware of a lot of times people come in with severe lower back pain and it can be doing all kinds of things going down your leg it can be getting numbness it can be so painful that you're having trouble finding any position to get into and the first thing that comes to people's minds is always the worst and especially if you google and everybody if you google enough things and you look far enough on almost every problem every pain or everything that you can feel the last thing you're going to come across is cancer the c word and you know so basically your finger hurts and next thing you know you've googled down and you think you've got cancer 
cancer. So we look for certain things when patients come in through our doors um, that kind of would make us worry that something more sinister is happening. And, and so I thought we should share what, we, what some of those things are. So when we're asking certain questions like unexpected weight loss, that would be something that we're concerned about. So somebody comes in and we'll say, have you lost any weight? And they'll say, yeah, you know, but I was working out and I've been mm. exercising. Well, that's not unexpected weight loss. Okay. We're talking about somebody who's literally lost 15 or more pounds and they don't even know why. They're literally, they look sallow, they look like they're not well. And with that goes some other things, fever, just not feeling well. And we'll ask those questions. Have you not been feeling well for a little while? And because unfortunately, some things uh, can refer to the back. Some very sinister things can. And I'm, this, the point of this is not to scare people out yeah. there. It's quite the opposite. To tell you most of the time, lower back pain is not sinister, but these are the things that we're looking for. Um, other problems that go with severe herniated discs is a good example. That's something that can be managed. No, you don't necessarily need surgery. And typically in those cases, the symptoms are quite severe. You get quite a bit of pain, oftentimes referring into the leg with or without numbness. Further down the leg d does not necessarily mean more severe. It indicates what level of nerve root is being yeah. impinged. So with that, what is what's sinister? Well, we worry if you've got bowel or bladder incontinence. So somebody who's uh, obviously ha um, losing bladder continence—that's yep. something that we consider a red flag. We don't. We would send you personally. I'd send you to the hospital to get that dealt with right away. Those are things that need to be dealt with immediately. Drop foot. Drop foot, that's not necessarily a red okay. flag. Uh, it certainly can go with a severe herniated disc because it's compressing the nerve root and causing motor function loss because it's like a hose. The more of the nerve that's compressed, the more things will go wrong. When part of it is compressed, you might have just sensory problems. When the motor component's compressed because it's absolutely impacted, then you can't get the strength, the signal's not getting to the muscle. That being said, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need surgery. We treat them okay. very often successfully. Uh, unrelenting back pain that... Uh, wakes you nocturnal pain that wakes you at night. It's not that it's ha you're having trouble sleeping. It literally you you wake up from it. You finally fall asleep, and boom, that pain is so it's severe it's waking you at night. That gives us some concerns. Saddle anesthesia, um, that's another one, and that's when you've got groin numbness. So mm. numbness that's literally right like you were sitting on a saddle. That's a question that we're going to ask, and that's going to draw give us some concern as well. History, so patients who have a history. Of of cancer or or have had injections we worry about infection that can also be spread into the spine so those are some of the red flags those are all the red watching. flags so if yep. you had one of those red flags get to the doctor absolutely and make sure you bring that to their attention okay. when they're asking you the questions certainly don't just you know answer their questions point out some of those things so that they know Part of, part of our job as patients with physicians is to make sure that we're sharing all the information yeah. so they can make a good decision. When we don't know what information to share, some, it's not their fault. It's not any of our fault. If we're not given the information, we can't always get it out of a person. And so it's our job to make sure that we point out these problems to, all right, to a uh, physician. Herniated discs, stenosis. Yep. Um, osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis. Sacroiliac pain. There's so much to talk about. If you have a question, get it in now because you all wait till the very last minute um, about back pain and uh, then we'll we won't have time to get to it. So 780-496-0063, a reminder, that is the new text line here at 630 Ched. 780-496-0063. We'll continue. Grandpa Dork in studio. We're talking fit after 40 after this.
Grant Fedorki is in studio this afternoon as we talk about back pain with Fit After 40-o. 40-o. 40 That was a great song coming <laughs> into this segment, too, by the way, for this one. It was, yeah. Oh, herniated discs, I, if I remember correctly, like there's like goo in the middle of the disc and it yeah. kind of it finds a weak spot and it pushes out, right? Yeah, so, so herniated discs can hit us, uh, although we look for them, their most common age of onset is actually younger, believe it or not, in our early 30s but it can be any stage it just depends on what caused it early 30s you're more likely to get it from a traumatic type incident like lifting or playing sports or things like that Um, later on the onset can come as a result of degenerative changes that lead to wearing in the disc itself so essentially in the middle of your you got your spine the bones stacked on top of one another in between that you've got fibrocartilage cartilage disc and picture that like a bunch of tree rings yeah and in the center of the tree rings is a ball of jello yeah think of it like that and and that's called the nucleus and what can happen is inside of those tree rings we can develop a little fissure and it's like a little tear that extends to the outer wall of the disc and they can exist in everybody we've got them they come with life wear and tear yeah. and just ex- and just pressure on the on those um and forces on the disc but what can happen is sometimes unfortunately is that ball of jello can make its way down that fissure down that little tear and start to cause a bulging which we so herniated disc can be many different things it can be a bulging disc where it's just the outer wall just pushing out a little bit all the way to something called sequestration which means that that nuclear materials actually gotten right out there. So is that like a ruptured disc then? Then you'd use the term ruptured. Okay. That would be yeah. the basic right. Herniated is all of these different levels. Okay. Uh, ruptured is a term for you know that thing's right out there. <laughs> and in fact when it ruptures like that sometimes they're not the worst ones yeah. because now that ma- that nuclear material is floating around but there's nothing really impinging or pushing on that nerve root anymore. Yep. Protruding discs are where it's really sticking out in, and what we call indenting the thecal sac or yeah. putting pressure on that nerve. And, and with, with these, typically they, they extrude or they protrude or bulge posterior laterally. So backwards and toward the outside, which means that when we bend or sit, it pushes them backwards against that nerve root. And that's why typically you're going to have somebody who comes in and complains that they can't sit at all. They ha- you'll see them come walking in the door and they they, can, they don't even sit down in the chair. Yeah. They stand at the front desk. They're usually listed over, say, leaning to the side. Yeah, they're leaning to the side because they're trying to unload it. Uh, they'll sleep on the floor yeah. at night because they get comfort on a hard, flat surface. So, And I actually encourage that. Yeah, you know what? If you need to sleep on the floor to get through a night because you need sleep in yeah. order to recover, your body needs the best chance possible, you sleep on the floor. People will say, well, if I do this, if I lay on my stomach, cross my leg over my other leg, I get relief. Yeah. Guess what I say? Lay on your stomach, cross your leg <laughs> over the other leg. So that pain that, that goes referring down the leg, is that sciatica? Yeah, so sciatica, I love it. And is that a part of this? You betcha. So I love the term sciatica because people often come in with that as a diagnosis. And sciatica to me is not a diagnosis. Sciatica is a description of pain or numbness down the leg. Where's sciatica coming from? And it can come from various different things. A a protruding or a bulge disc can cause sciatica. So can uh, a few other problems such as stenosis can cause sciatica. So stenosis is when there's no space, the vertebra. Be, be, the, the disc between your vertebra is getting 
thinner and thinner and thinner until the point at which the space is is gone for the nerve to exit. And now you've actually got encroachment of the bone on the nerve. And sometimes with arthritis, that can be a process of stenosis as well, because with our osteoarthritis, we get bone growing where it shouldn't be. And that can actually grow into the area where the nerve needs to exit. And so the nerve has less room to go. Guess what? causes sciatica. That happens, that happens can happen in the neck, in the neck anywhere in the yeah. spine, actually, it can occur. Now, with, with stenosis in the lower back, typically you're going to, with those lots of times, you get pain down both legs, yes. not just one. So sciatica bilaterally. When you get numbness or tingling or pain down both legs, it's usually that. And the reason is, is that as the vertebra get closer and closer together, it doesn't just happen on one side, happens on both. And typically with those ones, you're actually going to get relief from sitting. So people are going to bend and they're going to sit down and they're going to say, I feel better if I sit down. Now, by no means should you diagnose yourself based on whether you can sit or stand because there's other problems in the back that are affected by sitting or standing. But as far as sciatica, goes that's kind of one of the things we look at the great news is um that you can get some some great relief from going to uh a, fi- to a physiotherapist you and betcha I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir yep. yeah i mean this is something i know firsthand from having some major back injuries over the years it, it is workable you can do things to help yeah so same with non-specific mechanical low back pain there are studies that show that whether you go to a physio or not there's a certain period of time that it's going to improve and i say this all the time i don't argue with that I agree. Taking certain steps for yourself to deal with your lower back pain, you can get where you need to go. The difference is how good do you feel about getting there? Are you getting the right information? How much time are you spending doing the wrong things sometimes? So, you know, at one year, how how great did you get to where you wanted to be and how quickly did you get there? And we know that with certain techniques and things that we can do, we can get you there a little bit. Grant, before, before we run out of time, uh, there's a lot of people, as we know, that are out there struggling with, with back injuries or back pain. What are some things that we need to keep in mind to deal with that every day? I know you talk about yep. bending, you know, bending proper, you using the bucket, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Are there And are there some exercises or strengthening stuff that we could do? Yeah, so cardiovascular fitness is probably the best thing you can do if you want to keep yourself, uh, your back in the best shape possible. People think that you know going to the gym is one thing but really cardio it comes down to cardio in fact there's studies that show that if you include cardiovascular fitness in somebody's rehab program there's a way lower likelihood that they're going to have recurrent lower back pain so one of the things although we might not make you necessarily sit there and walk on a treadmill in our clinic we certainly are sending somebody out with that advice very 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 important that part of Mm -hmm. your regimen is being active and so in that though how do you how are you active when walking is something that's really uncomfortable for you. So as as an example, somebody with stenosis, how do you do cardiovascular exercise? We'll suggest somebody like that rides a bike because yes. they can sit and they can do their exercise or they might do some rowing. Uh, my favorite activity for almost every single person out there with a back problem, swimming. I, if you, I know people don't like swimming, but get wetter to get better. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things that people can do out there for general wellness and especially lower back pain because when you're in the water, buoyancy takes a lot of the pressure off of the spine and you can do a lot of things in the water. Hence the reason why we invested so much in a pool in our clinic in St. Albert. But you can do those things in fitness facilities all over. But you're right, lifting properly, it starts there. Being aware of the back is very important and especially early in, into an activity. We've had this conversation before when you're starting something new 
Take it slowly. Yes. Don't try to do it all at once because if it's not your back, it'll be something else. Uh, leading Edge Physiotherapy, this is Grant uh, Fedoric joining us. Uh, you can go online at leadingedgephysio.com. There's a link there that says Ask the Physio. Absolutely. Check it out right there. Lots of great information. We'll talk to you next month. I'll see you next month.